Well, thank you, Brother Terry. Thank you, choir, for singing this morning. Thank you for your faithfulness to the choir, and thank all of you for worshiping in the pew, or in the chairs, I should say. And so I appreciate uh, you being here today and just being a part of a worship service, being worshipers. I appreciate Terry sharing, blessed be the tie that binds. And I believe I asked him if he would to sing all those verses, and that pretty well sums up uh, what I have to say this morning. So if you please stand, we'll have a prayer and go back. No, you're not going to get off that easy. If you brought your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 10. But it does pretty well sum up what uh, God has for us this morning. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Going to be sharing message this morning. Go forward in faith. The coming together of our worship. The coming together of our worship. Hebrews chapter 10. We want to look at Hebrews 10. We'll pick up at verse 22 and read down to verse, uh, through verse 25. The coming together of our worship. Hebrews 10 verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. If you would look at verse 24, and let's take 24 and 25 as our text. And let us consider one another to provoke, to encourage, better word, to encourage unto love and to good works service, not forsaking the assembling, the gathering of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting, encouraging one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching, the coming together of our worship. Recently, for you that have not been here, or perhaps a guest today, I've shared that how I felt that God and how I feel that God has great plans for us individually as individual Christians, but also as a, a faith family. I believe that God is wanting to do the impossible in our lives individually and as Mountain View Baptist Church. God has always used and blessed a person and a people who are willing to go forward, take a step forward, to go forward in faith. Examples in the Old Testament would be Noah and Abraham and Moses and Samson and Daniel, just to mention a few. The New Testament, Joseph and Mary, Bartimaeus, blind man, and then a crippled man who was lowered, lowered by his friends from a rooftop down into the very presence of Jesus. His friends were willing to go forward in their faith. Friend, listen. Uh, 
It's about going forward. It's about stepping forward in our faith. Um, Just plain ordinary people. As you look at those people I mentioned, they were just plain ordinary people who God promised to bless just because of their willingness to step out and go forward in faith. And that's God's desire for all who belong to him. As God said to Moses, God's saying to me, tell the people to go forward. In fact, the question today is simply this. Are you willing to ask yourself, where are the areas in my Christian life that I need to just venture out just a little farther in faith? Where do I need to step out? Is it in Bible study? Is it more in my prayer life? Is it more in my evangelism? Is it, is it more in my stewardship? Is it more, what, it, what is it? Is it worship? Worship. You see, God's blessed me and he's blessed you and he wants to do the impossible in our life. If we'll just demonstrate our faith as individuals and as a faith family and step forward for him, he'll do the impossible. And I suggest to you this morning that a step forward may be just in worship. Worship. In the past three weeks, we've talked about what true worship involves. So just to reflect a moment and call you to remember, we talked about true worship involves drawing near to God. Just about five minutes prior to the worship service, the heart of worship was played. I don't know if you listen to the words of that song, but I listen to it several times a day, and it's about just coming together and, and worshiping God for who He is. And sometimes we've robbed God out of, from His worship. And taking five minutes to get in here and calm down and get quiet to get ready to truly worship God. Drawing near to Him. And so true worship involves drawing near to God. Have you taken time to draw near to Him before worship this morning? Secondly, we mentioned how true worship involves understanding the holiness of God. And we reached a conclusion our entire lives revolve around our view of God, what we say, what we do, how we act, what we think about God in regards to fearing God or reverence God, respecting God. All of that, the way we live, evolves, involves how we feel about God, His holiness. And then we talked last week about having a true confession and I read a quote to you, and the quote simply said, you may not can make a new start, but you can start from here and make a new beginning. We need to think about that. The past is what it is. It's the past. You can't go back and change the past. At times we wish we could, but that's impossible. But we can start here, and we can make a, a new ending, not a new beginning. And so today, we need to acknowledge our sins, confess our sins, repent, and as the Scripture says, don't waver. Go forward from here in our faith. And so today, we want to look at go forward in faith and coming together in our worship. I'm looking at worshipers this morning. The writer says in Hebrews, when I come to worship, my worship uh, is upward. I'm to draw near to Him. I'm I'm upward in my worship, verse 22. When I come to worship, not only am I upward, but I'm also inward. And I begin to think of my hope and my hope and my faith that, uh, that's solely in Christ Jesus. 
And when we worship, we have a responsibility, we'll see today, of outwardly. Upward, inwardly, and outwardly. Hebrews 10, verse 24, notice, Let us consider one another. Let us consider one another to provoke or to encourage unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. And so when we come to worship, he says we're to provoke one another, we're to encourage one another to good works. There's nowhere in God's Word where God tells us as a Christian to go it alone, all by ourselves. We're to go with each other. It's about another. We need to, we, the help that we need in our lives. Ironically, God has so designed the help that we need that that help comes from one another. One another. So church attendance is important not just to come and worship, but to be with one another. Sometimes someone will say to me something like this. They'll say, Brother Sammy, I don't go to church that much. I just worship God at home. Well, now there's a truth to that statement. You can worship God at home. And you can worship God on the creek bank. And you can worship God on the lake. I don't know if all of that worshiping's going on in those areas. But you can worship God there, those places. But you need, to lay, you need to read a little farther in God's Word about worship. The Bible says when you come to worship, you just don't come to draw near to God. You don't come only to, to come and worship and gather He says, look, you need to come and gather and worship, but don't forsake the assembly because you're coming to encourage one another. What you're really saying when you're saying, I can just worship at home, you're really saying, I I really love God, but I could just, just give a flip about the church, God's people. The point is, when I come to church, two things need to be on my mind. First thing is Almighty God. The second thing is you. When you come to church, two things on your mind. Almighty God, the second thing, me and those that are around you. We're to come because of each other. God uses each of us to to develop the other. I thank God for Terry. He helps develop me. Gina helps develop me. The choir helps develop me. The nurseries help and develop children. The preschools help and develop our children. Children's churches help and develop our younger, our, our older children. The youth are developing our, our youth. We're developing each other in here. We're here for each other. It's about being with each other. Now, he uses the words, not forsaking the assembling. Another word for assembling is gathering, not forsaking the gathering, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Not forsake, that word forsake is an important word. It means to abandon. Don't abandon the gathering. Don't abandon the assembling. Uh, also, another, another synonym is uh, for, for uh, uh, forsake is spiritual desertion. Don't desert the people of God. Christians who habitually, who are habitually absent, they belong, they belong but they're, they're deserted. They, they've skipped out. They're forsaken. 
Don't forsake the assembly. Don't forsake the gathering. The Greek word is also used again. I don't believe you don't have this for your screen, but just jot down 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, verse 1. He says this, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. So in 2 Thessalonians, he's speaking about the gathering of God's people together for the rapture. And here he's speaking about gathering God's people together for worship, for the church. Man, it's exciting when we think about being gathered together for the rapture. It should be equally exciting for you when you gather together on earth at the church building. Both should be exciting for the believer. Here's the point. The theological argument is not that you don't have to attend church as a Christian. But you're, you struggle with the decision whether to be obedient or disobedient to God or not. No argument about it. It's settled. Don't forsake. So what you're struggling with is where I need to be obedient to God's word or disobedient to God's word. The writer of Hebrews is concerned about the spiritual erosion that takes place within those who neglect the gathering. The spiritual erosion. If they continue to neglect, they're going to be in danger of spiritual ruin. You have erosion, then you have a collapse. You know what I'm talking about. You see some land being eroded, and all of a sudden it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse, and it's completely gone. That's what happens in a spiritual life. It begins just in a little erosion, then all of a sudden you have a ruin on your hand. Statistics show that if you don't go to church for a month, there's two to one odds that you won't go for a year. How about that? You and I need the encouragement from each other. Why is that, Brother Sammy? To persevere. We need it to persevere. We need to hear and we need to be able to hear the, the word of God. We need to have fellowship with the people of God. And let me just say this. If you miss church, and you don't miss church, there's something wrong with your godly walk in your life. If you miss church, and you don't miss church, then you got a deep problem. Point two, we get to exhort one another. We need to encourage one another. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, he simply says this familiar passage, verse 42. He says, and speaking of the early church, and they continued, verse 42 in Acts 2, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Don't miss the fellowship part. Now, you're not talking about food, koinonia, a closeness there. Hebrews 10, 25 says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but the exhorting of one another, that's fellowship, and so much as you see the day approaching. You see, no Christian can thrive apart from two, I'll call them nutrients, two very important nutrients in your life, spiritual nutrients. One's encouragement, the other one's fellowship. And God's made us that we need both of them, and we get both of them from the church, from attending church. 
encouragement, and fellowship. You see, there's a difference between, now listen, there's a difference between fellowship and socializing. You can socialize at a ball game, but you can't fellowship at a ball game. Two, out, two fans, an Alabama fan and an Auburn fan, we can socialize. We can talk about football all day long, but we can't fellowship unless we're Christians and the conversation changes, most likely to spiritual things. You see, biblical fellowship involves the sharing of the Christian life with fellow believers. When we come together in fellowship, we talk about the things of God. We share about a prayer that's been answered. We share about what's happening in our life and how God's working in our life and how God's blessed our life and what God's doing in our life and pray for this friend and pray for that friend. They need to be healed or they need to know Jesus. We talk about those things. That's fellowship. And there's a difference between fellowship and socializing. We serve the Lord together. That's fellowship. We, we pray with each other. That's fellowship. God has a purpose for us not to forsake the coming together as his people. And I'm not talking about missing church because of a vacation, and I'm not talking about missing church because of sickness. The writer's referring to those who habitually forsake, desert the assembling of the church. We get sick. We take a vacation. But man, when you plan everything, and the only time you come to church is when you ain't got something else better to do, and you got a spiritual problem. And you don't want to be at church. you got a spiritual problem. Serious. Verse 25, he points out a common problem. Then, and the manner of some, as the manner of some. It's happening then, it's happening now. Problem then, problem now. Here's the challenge. We need to meet more. We need to worship more. We need to pray more. We need to hear more. When? As we see the day approaching. You see, the early church lived in expectation and an anticipation of the coming of the Lord Jesus. Are you living that way in your life? Do you pray, Lord, wake me in the morning. If you don't, I know that I'll have a home in heaven. Do you live with that expectation, Jesus may come today? Or do you think that this is a good time for Jesus to come? Do you live in that expectation, that anticipation? Hebrews chapter 9, listen to verse 28. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he also appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Look at 1 John 3, 1 John 3, verse 1 through 3. He says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God, Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. We know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Looking forward to it, anticipating the return of Christ. I presented Kyle, uh, Kane and a, a little plaque and I've mentioned it to you before but I went the other day and bought him a frame and, and I was going to have it matted but they suggested that, that I not have it matted because uh, uh, of condition that it was in but this little old cardboard plaque Brenda 
was in the uh, room, our grandparents, we shared the same grandmother and grandfather on the Keelan side. It was in the room that I slept at my grandmother's. It must have been 70 years old. And I'd go across the highway every night, the street at Rockwood, and I'd spend a night with her. And every night, the last thing I did, I read that, that little cardboard plaque. And the first thing I read when I got up in the morning, I'd read that cardboard plaque. And it just simply said this. Do you want to be, be where you are now when Jesus comes? Do you want to be doing what you're doing now when Jesus comes? Do you want to be saying what you're saying now when Jesus comes? And the other day, I, I gave that plaque to a little cardboard plaque. It came from a, a fair. And just cardboard had glitter all over it. And my grandmother gave it to me, and I cherished it. It's over 70 years old. Not that I am, but that cardboard's over 70 years old. You look like the cardboard, but no, I don't say that. But I presented that to Canaan, and on the back I just inscripted some things, and I told him as, as a little boy, I read this every morning and every night, and it really made a difference in my life. And I pray that every morning you'll read it and every night that you'll read it. And if you will, God will bless you, and it'll make, you, make a difference in your life. It'll make a difference in your life. If you'll do what you need to be doing... When the Lord comes, if you'll say what you need to be saying when the Lord comes, and if you'll be where you need to be when the Lord comes. My goodness gracious. I found this quote from Dwight Pentecost. Listen to it. Rather than trying to figure out how to make the church more like the world so the world will go to church, we should be trying to figure out how to make the church more like Christ so the church will go to the world. And the more the opposition increases, the more we should assemble together for that purpose. Wow. So the question in closing. Do you need to go further in your faith in coming together for worship? Has God spoken to you today? You're a little slack in your worship. You're a little slack when the church comes to you. I'm not talking about sickness. I'm not talking about having a vacation. I'm not talking, you know that. I'm talking about just habitually staying out because you want to stay out. You say, well, I don't like that church. Well, find you one. Find you one. I've been to them all. Well, something's wrong then. Everybody out of step with you? Hello. Find you a church. You know, you say, well, Brother Sammy, going to church, does that mean you're a Christian? No, I don't mean you're a Christian. But I'm going to tell you what. It's a pretty good sign you are. Because the Bible says that we are to love the brethren. And it's kindly hard to love the brethren if you never want to be around the brethren. So if you're a Christian, you're going to love the brethren. And if you don't want to be around the brethren, you need to look at some other areas in your life. Go forward in faith and are coming together. If you're not coming to church just because you don't want to come to church, on Sunday night, you have missed the blessing.
on Wednesday night, you are missing a blessing. Any other time, you are missing a blessing. I'm talking about just habitually deciding I'm not going. You have a place of service. When you got saved, God gave you spiritual gifts, not to minister at home with, but to minister in the church with, to edify the church and to build up the church. And if you're not doing that, then you're being disobedient to God. And God is saying today, Sammy, tell them to go forward and they're coming together in their worship. That's what I've done. I pray that it will change your life like it has mine. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity that we've had to open your word. Lord, as we've looked at worship now for about four weeks, and you're trying to tell us something, and so help us, Lord, that we can draw near to you. Lord, that we can just we can draw near to you. We can prepare for worship. We can draw near. We can confess our sins. And, Lord, that we can help each other and love each other and encourage one another. There's some people going through some stuff, Lord, and, and they really need our encouragement. They need our prayers. And so help us to be willing to do that. Help us to realize that as we look at this old world, it's not about trying to get people to come to the church as much as it is to get the people of the church to go to the world. Lord, that we can become more like Christ in doing that. Father, I pray for every person here. Thank you for speaking to my heart. Help me, Lord, I pray, to just get engulfed in worship when I come. And Lord, help me to, to worship even at home, but help me to come be with your people. Lord, thank you for all that you do and what you're going to do in this invitation time. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning.